Welcome to the Imperfect Allies. This is Chris, and I just wanted to let you know that we are doing something a little different now for your listening experience. We're going to open this interview with a candid conversation between me and Richie as we discuss the topics for today's episode about race, religion, and sexuality. Please enjoy. All right. Welcome to the Imperfect Allies podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Richie. We have a very special guest for y'all today. The one, the only Stacy Harkey. Stacy is a wonderful comedian. He is a Mormon and he's going to tell us a lot about what labels he checks. But many people know him from Studio C, which was a sketch comedy group out of BYU. They made it on the YouTube circuit, which really blew up for them. He's been on Conan and he's done a lot of things. And now he's currently with his troupe and they are starting a group called JK Studios, which they are producing their own things and their own content separate from BYU, which is phenomenal. So we're just excited to have him on today. We're going to learn a lot. But first, me and Richie wanted to just, you know, have our imperfect conversation and (laughs) see where things go as we realize there's a lot we don't know about some of the boxes that Stacy checks. So um, welcome in. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you're watching this live. We'd love to have you. Thank you. Drop any questions in the chat. All righty, Richie, how you been? Uh, you know, uh, I'm excited to talk to Stacy because I think that, you know, some of those boxes, uh, I want, I, I'm curious to see how he, how he fits in all those and, and, and his just perspective and experience with being, um, with being gay and being Christian and being Mormon and being, I mean, just, you know, all uh, being a comedian, being a sketch writer, uh, especially putting out family content. Like as a comedian, I'm yeah. very like people, I'm not sure why. I mean, most comedians don't disrespect family friendly content and that like, they're like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm You're worried right. about my, you know, what I'm yeah. doing, you know? Um, but, um, I think it can be one of the more, I don't know, for lack of a better term, sort of more challenging or higher, higher level stuff to, oh. to push against taboos and not cross over those lines. Yeah. Um, and I think you got a long history, at least in the country that I can think of right now, like Smothers Brothers did that a lot. Um, Laugh-In did that a lot. Um, and then you, then you move into comedians like George Carlin, uh, Lenny Bruce, Richard Pryor and stuff like that, that pushed that. They just, they just, they just dove this over it. This went way past a lot. <laughs> they dove over it. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, in, and in, in that, in those ranks the, among the family friendly comedians was Bill Cosby. And so, um, which, you know, completely is, is devastating to not only his victims, but to comedians who looked up, looked up to him. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man, I, that that's all very, very interesting to me. Um, I, I, I go, I, when I was able to go to a church, um, I went to a primarily, um, queer church and, um, it, it, it uh, the incongruity of like the Christian message that I grew up with, mm-hmm. you know, supposed incongruity between being a Christian and being gay, it just wasn't evident. And I, and I'm curious with Stacy if that's, that's his experience as well, because it, um, it feels like there's very much, while, while there is specific scripture that deals like that says, Hey, don't do this specific thing, or this specific thing is a, an abomination or whatever else. Uh, it says that about a lot of stuff and people think that that's like a false dichotomy or whatever else, but but it's just yeah. clearly not. In in one sentence, you talk about don't eat shellfish. In the next sentence, you talk about homosexuality being an abomination. In the next sentence, it says don't wear clothes of two of two different types of fibers or cloth. Uh, those are all equally, you know, <laughs> like yeah, uh, heavy in the, laws. In the, yeah, 
in the text. It yeah. it comes back to what we talked about in a future podcast episode, um, which was the outdoors podcast. But we were talking about goal, moving the goalpost in a lot mm-hmm. of different ways. You oh, see man. these authority figures moving the goalpost depending on who they want to demonize, who they want to separate, parse out, and tear apart. And um, if you want to hear more about that, check back to that podcast episode. But man, Richie, that's what I'm hearing is the text says, don't do all these things. And yet when people speak on it, they're like, no, he really meant this one. I'm going to cherry pick it and I'm going to move the goalposts for everyone else. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I walk away with. And I, I love Key and Pill since we're talking about sketch comedy. Key and Pill have a masterful um, saga of sketches. And one of their best ones I really love that they poke fun in religious ways is there's a <laughs> there's a group of religious people having a, uh, a prayer meeting and they're praying and they're like lord please talk to us please give us your guidance what do you want us to do and they hear give all your money to the poor (laughs) (laughs) and next thing you know the character's like this house is haunted let's get out (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so good that hypocrisy Mm -hmm. exactly and 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 I and I want to be clear that I'm not um exempt from that hypocrisy uh that's that's something that I, I hope that we all realize that we're not exempt. Um, because, um, and this is, this is, this is tough talking about all that stuff because I'm, I'm in the middle of watching this, um, second impeachment trial and, and, um, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of halfway through it. You know, it's on the Monday. We're we're recording this day four of it. So the, the, um, the former president's legal team just rested their or made their kind of closing argument arresting. I don't know what the procedural name is. Yeah. And they're asking questions now, and and um, and that came up quite a bit. This it's part of one of their defenses, like that there's this level of hypocrisy. Um, and and while I disagree with that as a legal strategy, the um, mm-hmm. the yeah, but what about this? <laughs> so they what well, they've been calling it, right? Yeah. Um, I do think that it's a fair point in that. Um, we have to be careful of of uh, oh uh, keep going yeah yeah have to be we have to be careful of um, uh, of having that sort of superior attitude right when we talked about superiority in the um, in a previous episode uh, it, it I think that's the I think that's a, a nail in the coffin right of, of sort of personal growth and 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 political growth and and all the ways that we want to grow as people, as a nation, as individuals, as states, as cities, you know, all these things, uh, to, to realize that uh, we have all, uh, that's a great message out of the Bible, all of us have fallen short, right? Yeah. There's not one one of us that's blameless, and it doesn't mean that we don't hold each other accountable, right? So I, right. I'm in this stage right now where I, I feel like, um, and maybe, maybe it's off-putting to people, but I feel like um, it is my place to hold Christianity accountable to some of these things, to continue to speak about these things until they're mm-hmm. um, until they're resolved. Um, uh, at the same time, like that's people could totally think I'm a nut and like not. <laughs> it's not my place. I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'm not. Um, I'm not a pastor or a um, deacon or a bishop or a, I mean nothing. I you know, but yeah. I am. Uh, I am culturally Christian. I was raised in it, and I have a I have a love for Christianity that I feel really. Um, you know, I, 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 I feel a sense of responsibility to it okay. I, yeah. because because regardless of my sort of political or social leanings and seeing things that are incongru- incongruent, um, that's a word. I think that's a word. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. You got um, that one. <laughs> I do. I do still 
it's part of me. It's part of what I am. And while, while I say I'm not a Christian, it's because I don't identify with 99% of the stuff that I see, that I've seen. Hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean that my, there's not my place in the church or wherever else, but, um, I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I think that's, um, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent cause again, my head, my head is full of this, of this stuff, uh, with, the, yeah. with the impeachment, but that's kind of where I'm, where I'm sitting right now. And I'm curious, I'm curious about Stacy's experience with that, like how he sees it, because, you know, uh, he may see it a completely different way. I, I, I don't know. So I'm really, really excited to see, see what he has to say. Yeah. Um, I, I think the, the levels and the, the depths of religion, judging oneself, judging one's group, judging. Mm-hmm. And when I mean judge, I mean, holding accountable. I mean, assessing where we are on our path and it's it is a a community focused thing like we should be doing it to each other and i think you know the american ideals are about freedom and individual individualism and and just really liberties for everyone right you have your own liberties do your own thing i respect that and i i think that there's this the 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 hypocrisy that lies in our country is this one between secular and what the government is supposed to do versus our morality and our religious claims and you know balancing back and forth with which i mean technically it's moving the goalposts at what time am i choosing how i'm being judged by it have Mm -hmm. i broken the law of the land or have i broken a moral code in my christian group and Mm. and it's really dangerous when you have someone like donald trump who holds up a bible and claims to be a part of this group Mm -hmm. right and and garners those votes but yet has none of those tenets and uh, i think that's when we get it really convoluted personally me richie i have separated from trump the day he got lost a job he was done for me i mean yeah I got, good. And, and it's also part of that individualism, that locus of control that we talked about mm-hmm. in um, mm-hmm. Aisha and Shazad's episode is I'm bringing that thing so far internal and I'm not letting it go anywhere else because I I can't right now. You know, I just that's good. That's I gotta, good. I applaud I gotta you. Control this. <laughs> I mean, that's get good on you, man. That's great. That's fantastic. Uh, and I, I aspire to that right now. I think <laughs> it's a weird thing. Like I've noticed. um well, really, ever since last year, last summer, I've noticed that my response to these kind of things is sort of a hypervigilance into where mm-hmm. I'll give my time or I'll, I'll just have I'll have either news stories or like during the protests when I couldn't go out, I would do I would live feed so that I could um, bear witness to to what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think bearing witnesses is, is can be important at the same time. I really I really um, admire um, you know, just saying, you know what? Nope, that's not, <laughs> I'm not doing that right now. And I think it's great. So, <laughs> well, it, it's similar to what you did with, uh, with social media, essentially. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's, that's right. It's the same that's skill. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fair. That's good, man. That's and just, good. Because... Just trying the, the, the being too connected. I mean, mm. I actually, I love being connected, but it's just sometimes painful. Um, and so it's just, it's dealing with that, but, but go ahead. You were about to say something. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. So that's, that's, that's great. And, and I, um, I appreciate you pointing that out because, because I do have that ability and so do you and so do our listeners to be able to do the things that they need to do to take care of themselves. And so, um, man, I'm excited to talk to Stacey. So I, I hope that, uh, I hope our conversation, um, I hope you enjoy our conversation. We're going to, we're going to, we're trying something new uh, with the show. Uh, these next couple of episodes, if you've not noticed, uh, we're doing just sort of uh, partial interviews on, on the uh, free podcast. And then we're putting the extended interviews along with our candid conversations behind a paywall. Um, the reason we're doing that is, is the reason that we're, 
we're doing the paywall is is because we want to bring this conversation to you. We want to have this conversation because we feel like it's important uh, to not only to not only take partake ourselves, but hopefully model like behavior that that is helpful for you and and to be able to talk to really interesting people and, and learn more about the people that uh, are next to us. You're listening to the Imperfect Allies podcast. That was our sneak peek of a candid episode. To hear the full thing, join us over at Patreon at Allies Imperfect. Now, let's hop into the interview. All right, thank y'all. This is Chris and Richie, and we are here with Stacy Harkey, the man, the myth, the legend yeah. is in the building. Yeah. What? <laughs> We're I don't just even pumped. Have... Stacey, you're the first guest that's cheered for themselves, and I love it. I think that's the it's, best. That's called... that's a... <laughs> yeah, your best hype man should be yourself, yeah. you know? There you go, there, there you go. That was I the first it. nugget. I think let's capture that. <laughs> Put it on a shirt. <laughs> I think we can call it good. It's been yeah. Real. Thank y'all for listening. <laughs> Thank um, y'all this so was, much. It was perfect great. allies. <laughs> so Stacy, thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, hopefully you've got to to get a little bit of the vibe of the show. You know, our first question is like the biggest one where you're gonna have to really walk us through your Ooh. life, man. <laughs> Who is Stacy Harkey, and how did you get to this point in your life? <laughs> <laughs> who is me is what you're asking <laughs> yeah. yeah um that's a that's a very good question um i'm still trying to figure that out to be honest mm-hmm. no but essentially who i am and and you just feel free to pry if i don't go deep enough or something but i am i mean the identities that i identify as i am a gay black man i am right. brave i don't that's all i got man <laughs> it's not as deep as i wanted it to be i was so ready to just come in and be like bah, bah. <laughs> Look! And then it just, yes, it. And it's just, like, I, all right, here I am. I just sound like a modern Coke commercial, just all the diversity they can. <laughs> <laughs> I can see, I could totally see that, yeah. We, book Stacey Harkey if you're trying to reach everybody. And you um, want to hit all the numbers, <laughs> hit, hit me up. <laughs> so then, so then you got your labels. What about your life? What, what's your career? We tell everybody that you're hilarious yeah. and you're a sketch comedian. Oh, so walk oh. Us through that. <laughs> what I do, so, um, that's actually really funny. I never have considered myself a funny person. I mean, <laughs> Chris, we like we like grew up together, you know. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I don't remember myself being funny. I feel like you were funny, but I was just so, I was just there to have a good time. I, th- well, that's what I thought about me. I was vibing off of your funny. Man, get out of here! You like <laughs> hype up the host or hype up the guest as a host? I know what you're doing, <laughs> man. But um, so essentially, I um, you know, I lived my little shy life through high school, middle school. I felt like I was always a little like reserved. But I don't know. You might growing up with me, you might. I'd be like that's not true <laughs> well you were you were a senior on campus when i when i first got to the high school too so mm-hmm. even though we were cool i was like yo he's a senior though so uh, okay. <laughs> no so that's the thing is like i was i so i yeah i was uh, my senior year i like moved to high schools too so i was yeah. even like they i didn't even like see that much but anyways um i i went to college i was just like you know what i'm gonna be a lawyer i'm gonna do my thing da, da, da. anyways um so i was i had this like good job on campus where i was an ra which is like a resident advisor assistant whatever it's just yeah. an older you know know college student who helps the incoming freshman and they was like having like 60 little brothers and I had this one mm. kid who was like he wanted to audition for this comedy group on campus and I was like I was like yeah you could do it man you could do anything yeah believe in yourself and he's like <laughs> he was like do it with me and I was like I take it all back hold on <laughs> no but uh um I ended up auditioning with him just to like give him support 
and I ended wow. up making it into the group. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he didn't, poor guy. But um, oh, wow. I know, but I was just like, I know, poor, he, he like, to, to this day, we chat every now and then he'll be like, I, I've made you who you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. should be getting a cut. Yeah. But um, he, um, he was like really cool about it. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. I didn't even know I could do anything like performance wow. or comedy. And it was a college sketch group. So, you know, like, come on. Yeah. You know? Low but, expectations. Um, so I was like, I, I guess I'll try it out. And dude, it didn't take me long to realize. We were like, this group was like, polish this area we were like selling out shows within like minutes of even wow. being open and we, we were doing performances for like um we would do four shows once a month we would do four shows in a weekend and we would it would be like 800 plus seats that's what? awesome yeah that's so awesome. we were like i was like whoa what's going on but um i felt really bad at it but um i just dove in i had a good time very soon after one of the networks one of the local networks picked up the show and wanted to make it a tv show and we were like this isn't nothing it's just like a local network you know yeah. whatever um, so we started doing this thing on this local network and it just like exploded locally and we were like whoa and then it even transformed a little more where it was in the age of like YouTube and people were just starting to put more polished content on YouTube mm -hmm. you know up until that moment YouTube was just like girl cries about Britney Spears and her cats yeah. and it's an yeah. old video and, but we were like oh well, people are trying to put more polished shows so we started putting our stuff on our YouTube channel exploded we were like we got up to like 2 million subscribers we had a couple viral videos we had I don't know if yeah. you guys heard of Scott Sterling the soccer yeah. video where the guy's getting hit in the face over and over again got like yeah. 40 million views and we were just like what is happening <laughs> um and that kind of like really gave us time and chances to like test our material and grow bigger and it was pretty cool we eventually left studio c and started our own sketch comedy group and we've been like we've been on conan o'brien he had mm -hmm. us on he said he was a fan of the show and we were like what why <laughs> no that's not why but um we uh had a chance to be on nbc's bring the funny with chrissy mm -hmm. teigen keenan thompson and jeff foxworthy it's just it's just we've had a, a cool run and not that we're like mega successful or anything but like it's i think it feels like it's working you know yeah definitely i i have to i feel bad but like i learned about scott sterling before i knew stacy was in this group so like oh did you really yeah <laughs> i'm like watching this like yo this is funny is there a black dude on the sidelines like <laughs> and then next thing i know it's like yo wait that's stacy how yeah. it was crazy <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I'm in Utah, right, doing this. Who thought Utah would be where you could grow the sketch comedy group? I'm in Utah, and, like, there is no yeah. diversity. So chances are, if you see me on anything on anything <laughs> from Utah as a black dude, you'll be like, that might be Stacy. <laughs> I might have to zoom in and, like, text his dad and be like, yo. <laughs> well, you yeah, said something really I, interesting. I was going to say, uh, you said it without saying it, is, is a lot of people, like, when they ask, like, what am I supposed to do with my comedy? What am I supposed to do with, like, whatever it is that I'm doing, right? Like, music or whatever creative pursuit uh the idea of just starting where you are right joining what you can join starting where you are and then and then like you said like that bringing that level of polish getting better and better what was that like like what was that like as a group to grow like did, did the did the pressure elevate like we have to we have to come and do this you know this sketch what? game because we i think we got because it felt like the stakes weren't super high we were at a, sco a sketch comedy group in college yeah. you know we got a couple credits for it because it was just took up so much time but we were essentially paying to do it right mm -hmm. yeah so we were always like yeah we want to make it good we're all like driven to make it better but it felt like the stakes were low so we felt like we could experiment and try things out we could test things awesome. out we focused more on our relationship as friends and our comedy and it wasn't about like elevating an individual it wasn't about oh, i gotta get my start it was just like wow. all about the product and what we did you know and i think i, I think it. dude spot on like there's this concept people around here talk about a lot and it's the concept of just like lifting where you stand it's like when mm -hmm. you know piano have you ever tried to lift a piano the thing is heavy but the mm -hmm. thing is everyone's got to like lift where they are no matter how awkwardly 
shaped it is. And I think the same concept applies. It's like, you gotta lift where you stand. Don't try to go to anyone else's place. Just where you are, try to do what you can. And yeah. opportunities open up, you know? Absolutely. That, that what, what blows my mind, one, because I know you, Stacey, is the idea <laughs> that you didn't think you were funny. And then Man. you are blossoming in this space. <laughs> like, it, it, that just blows my I, I assume that every step of this thing was so purposeful. And it, it sounds so whimsical and beautiful. Like, that. that's crazy to me. Dude, but, it was not purposeful. I, I didn't, like... I wasn't like, I'm going to be a comedian, <laughs> you know? I um, I wanted to be a lawyer. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I wanted to make money. Forget your passion. Get paid, you yeah. know? Uh, but now look at me. I'm a comedian. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> y'all know. <laughs> but um, I think one of the, some of the things that really contributed to me being where I am today, not that it's like this lofty place or anything, but I've always been like, I'm an extra person. Like, I throw myself into whatever I'm doing. Yeah. If I'm, whatever I'm doing, I'm gonna, if you ask me to sweep, I'm going mm, yeah. to get all the dirt up. I'm going to get it like mm-hmm. i'm an i i put myself i put everything i have into what i'm working on and i stay open to opportunities and so like something random happens and i'm like yeah i'll try it out <laughs> you know yeah. worst case scenario what happened and i think that has been like really key for me in like growth because y'all y'all would have saw me in the beginning i mean even now you might see me and be like guys i uh, got a lot of polishing to do but that's the thing is like <laughs> that's growth like we all like the process yeah. is growth and if you stop growing you're not doing it right you know mm-hmm. exactly that's where our mm-hmm. podcast is at i bet our listeners Absolutely. are like mm, they got some work to do <laughs> but hey <laughs> they're right we're, we're, we're working on it <laughs> facts you know what i'm saying and, so, and being uh, open to opportunities um i because personally for me just because that's our relationship with our listeners i had an opportunity in texas um with a a uh, radio station that i worked for and they offered me a chance to be a part of the team and like fear hit me like a ton of bricks and i turned mm. it down mm. and <gasps> and like i look back at that and it's like i couldn't believe that i was so stifled and Wait. the way i answered it go ahead tell me more fear hits you what do you mean fear like you what kind of fear what are we talking about so it, it was wild basically and and this comes to race and all uh, all kind of things so this is a sports radio station I grew up playing sports, but when you're in the a place where a lot of people are really talented at what they do, they start talking to it. They start talking about sports at a level that I wasn't at. Mm. And then I started telling myself, oh, maybe I'm not a sports guy. Like I just somehow wore my lower classification as a badge. And I and so then when they came to me like, hey, we really would like you to be a part of this. Is this something you want to do with your life? And I was like, ah, I really don't think I'm a sports guy. Like I, it's turning out that that's, that's mm. not who I am. And they were like, oh interesting okay and that was like two months before my last day and i totally shifted and i look back at that and it's just being open to opportunities and not letting that fear kind of of where you are in your progress and in your growth stop you and that it it literally stopped me in my tracks which i look back and it's like dang but i can share that with others yeah Yeah. it's it's like a learning experience i know it's like i know it's so like welcome to imposter syndrome right that concept Mm -hmm. that we don't deserve what we had that Mm we um are lightning that struck once and we got lucky or or something nah that is like you know all for humility i think that's a, a great quality to think i have a lot to learn but like like so does everyone else like all these yeah. systems that are set up these are just people learning and figuring stuff out nobody knows what they're doing right and <laughs> and i mean yep. and even if people do know what they're doing it's like they're still trying to like the game is always innovating and it's like it's, it's just the concept and i think you hit it on the head where it's like you know what i'm a i'm a firm believer like i don't think i'm good at much of anything mm. but i have the ability to learn how to get better and mm. you know what like if you if you are willing to ask where things are in the store you'll always find it you know what i mean like Ooh. go forward with that mentality and like you can you can develop any skill unless it's like be taller or something you're born with i don't know <laughs> yeah. you know but i mean i think that's a really good lesson and i bet you i bet you don't forget that one you know what i mean nah 
<laughs> can't the reminder although it is fun it is fun when people are like radio you tried to be in radio in that dying no that was my dream chill <laughs> you were out there like antennas and stuff exactly <laughs> Well, what I heard in both of those stories is the ability to pivot, right? So, so Ooh. like, you know, um, Stacy, when, when you're like, I'm going to be a lawyer and this thing shows up and you knew the opportunity was there and pivoted, right? And Chris, mm. I think with this podcast, we've, we both had the similar experience. Like we've been, we haven't gone up in a year. I haven't been up in, well, yeah, like, yeah, it's been over almost it's a, year. a year. Yeah. Uh, and I never thought I would do this kind of podcast at all, but we've pivoted and all of a sudden things are happening and growing. And so, I mean, just being, having that ability to go when opportunity arises you could say no to it sure at the same time like also like well maybe this is it i don't know let's try it out because right yeah. now for us the stakes are low you know <laughs> but i really think we're building something uh really great and needed i love that i i absolutely love that i think um i think there's like two different types of people right well not that's oversimplifying but i think there are people that are like they're like the focus sharks the people that mm -hmm. are just like they have a goal and it's like mm -hmm. they are gonna hit it that goal at you know no matter the cost and there's people like me that's like i'm just happy to be alive I'm I'm open to new opportunities. I'm just going with the flow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think it might be good to like, I don't think an extreme is necessarily the best thing. I think it's good to like go mm -hmm. to maybe explore both options, have some goals, but be flexible and um, be open to tangents or to detours. You know what I mean? 100%. Sure. And that's what we're learning on this podcast as like, if, if we're thinking of extremes, so much of our original worldviews that we came in with this, when we started the show was more of a polarized extreme. It's all over here or it's all over here here and we we've been interacting with so many different people from so many different walks of life and you just see how beautiful the nuance is and how necessary it is mm -hmm. and we've been pulling ourselves out of our own maybe hyper focus or polarization and it's improved our lives i, th I think we yeah. are moving in the right direction in so many ways personally and that's a big piece of it is not being in the extreme i have to be this this is what i am and mm -hmm. moving through different aspects of our lives so i watch bring the funny and um, y'all didn't win. Did y'all walk away from Dang. that? Dang. <laughs> so losers of the bring the funny contest. Dude, <laughs> Dude, did y'all walk away trying to grow? Drama behind that. Okay. Ooh. Oh. Bam. Uh -oh. But it was it was a lot of growth. It was so stressful. We yeah. um, they actually. I mean, just to answer your question, we did we did grow from it. We learned a lot. There oh, we man. go. There we go. <laughs> I, get, I I don't want to give you excuses. Yes, we didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want the tea though. I do want the because we've been trying to get some tea on this show so <laughs> i got i got tea <laughs> essentially uh just to give some eyes we worked so we worked for um a network where we did studio c and we had made we have like like almost a thousand sketches up on youtube it's just crazy with studio yeah. C. yeah and nbc saw some of those sketches and they were like oh my gosh you guys are you know conan likes you we like you we want you to take your top sketches and to perform them for the show and so we were like okay cool we talked to the network they were like this is a great opportunity for everybody we'll get in you know we'll get notified or noticed you'll get noticed we'll do this thing mm -hmm. we move forward with nbc nbc's building props building sets for these sketches that we had already made wow and then a week before we go out the network's like psych can't use the sketches and oh. we, were like, we were like but hold up and they were like gotcha and we were like wait and so wow. instead of instead of like most of the wow, groups out there man. being able to use our best stuff we had to write stuff we were in the hotel room writing sketches it was 
so stressful. Which where we were planning on taking our stuff that was the the best, the yeah. most proven material. We were out there like we were in hotel. People were like relaxing and swimming, and we're like out there writing sketches. NBC wow. was stressed out there. We're like, man, we got to get this stuff going. That wow. it really put us in a weird position. But it was a good learning experience. Stressful as all get out, but good. That's crazy. That is because writing sketches. That's not like oh, I mean, man. how many writers does SNL have to put something out? each week and Man. like yeah. that that's insane that y'all put against i did not know that that's wild wow. bro we were it was just like it was so stressful <laughs> but mm. it was a cool opportunity right and who, who doesn't want to make the most of that so we you know it yeah. sucked but we did the best we could what we had yeah and i feel like we went farther than maybe we expected because we were like we normally have a model where we prove our material we test it out yeah, we, sure. make, mm-hmm. we you know we punch it up we we cut what's not working you know like what comedians mm-hmm. do yeah we, we couldn't do that so we were like let's test it out on stage <laughs> Wow, man. That's wild. I know. National television, we were like, and let's see what happens. Well, yeah, y'all did. Y'all did. Now, now rewatching it, yo, y'all were killing it. If y'all just wrote those, that's amazing because y'all did get a lot farther than people's best stuff and you just wrote it. Um, Okay, wow. Yeah, I'm glad that you grew from that. I'm sorry that you went through that. Uh, (laughs) But you're right, Chris, we didn't win. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, we're supposed to be nice to our guests. I apologize. I'm just playing dude <laughs> no, no. i'm just playing it's imperfect allies man that's why we're here yeah uh talk to those imperfect uh stacy i'm curious i kind of want to switch directions a little bit um, nice. uh so <laughs> you didn't you didn't say this is one of the boxes that you check off but do you i mean are you a mormon i considered it oh considered, yeah dude so, it's like a weird boat it's like a weird okay. thing like christianity okay. and yeah. being gay Christian. hasn't always like mixed really well yeah christianity and being black historically hasn't mixed really yeah. well but right yeah but yeah. you know what I do. I do consider myself in some ways uh, Mormon or LDS okay. now, as like LDS? Latter Day okay. Saints is they is the preferred term. Okay, <laughs> got you. That's uh, great. But, hey, that's great. Right along but, that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this show. But yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's like I do have like I grew up like Mormon. I'll just say Mormon. Mm-hmm. I grew up Mormon. I live in Utah, which is like predominantly Mormon. The right. network we worked for was a network that was tied to BYU, right? Which is a Mormon university, and mm-hmm. you know, as a byproduct, kind of like a Mormon network. So yeah, Mormons all in my life. Yeah, and I, I was just curious. Curious, curious interaction there because you know so I was raised typical I would say typical I would say raised Southern Baptist uh, mm. moved into a little bit more progressive uh, Cumberland Presbyterian mm. uh, but uh, I don't know what that means uh, yeah I don't <laughs> really either but it uh, sounds, to be quite honest it sounds with you. religious <laughs> we had some robes that's basically it uh, compared to the Baptist church we had some robes and some candles but uh, but yeah so I was always taught that you know homosexuality is a sin and against whatever da 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 you, you've yes. heard it all we all know this oh yeah uh, um and lately, the most my most recent sort of foray into Christianity, uh, it is a is predominantly it's like an I don't know eighty percent ninety percent queer church, and so everybody in oh, the wow. pews is is gay or, or queer or trans. I mean, it's it's incredible. And wow, I feel like um, that's a sketch waiting to write itself. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> let Key and Peele take that one. We yeah, already know the right. goal there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I say all that to say, what what has that experience sort of been like? Can you talk about that a little bit? Or you know what this has been something that i thought a little bit about because you know i i mean also i mean i mean utah it's like predominant white you know what i mean yeah there's like i I think of uh, at byu which is school i went to i it was like it's like not even two percent of student body like Mm. uh like black it's like really tiny like a really small percentage few and far between we see somebody else and we're like hey yo wait wait hold on i was gonna say chances are if you see somebody black on campus or in utah i might know them (laughs) you know (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. True. 
I always stop at people like, where you get your haircut? Please help me. <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> Dude, you know, when I first got to Utah in 2006, it was my freshman year of college, no barbers. Oh my word. Wow. And I, it was like, it, it was a double-edged sword because there are no black people here. Whatever happened with my hair, people were like, that looks great. <laughs> so I'd be looking like Frederick Douglass. <laughs> people were like, people, I know people would be like, you know what? I like your style. <laughs> And I'd be like, you can't tell. <laughs> but it's like, for real, dude, like straight up r- underground railroad looking stuff. Man, it was bad. <laughs> but um, oh, man. But I, and I bring that up because I, um, being black, predominantly white spaces, um, you like learn some things about like how you have to comport yourself and also how you have to like think about yourself. Like no one is going to give you um, the confidence you need to move forward. If anything, people will, and by not even on purpose, they'll like take that away they'll doubt you they'll question you they'll people were constantly like yo i mean how did you get a scholarship to byu you're five wow. six what sport do you play and i'd right. be like yeah. no it was academic wow. surprise gotcha you know what i mean it was stuff Oof. like it was it's just like you know microaggressions yeah. a bunch of little things anyways i had to develop the sense of confidence um and support you know within myself you, you have to learn how to be your best hype man and that means being honest with yourself about who you are and where you come from and that's scary and hard sometimes you know yeah but but the thing is, once I, um, it took me like a really long time to like under grapple with my sexuality and like understand it, even get to a place where I can like treat it being like, you know, from Texas and also being like Mormon. Um, yeah. I, some of those lessons I learned as a minority being black translate really well to being okay. gay in these spaces. Wow. It's the same thing. People yeah. will question you. They'll doubt you. Mm. you Got to bring that confidence with you. Who are you as a person? Don't, don't ever like, you know, negotiate with people about your worth. You know what I mean? Things like that. Wow. Some of those elements elements transferred really well and so i think um being black helped a ton <laughs> being gay wow. and it's, it is constantly like people here are like they they grew up differently and they believe different things and that's honestly not my business that's their business yeah. if they feel yeah, a certain yeah. way then you know you have to live with that feeling that's that's not my drama you know right. I like that. yeah that's really good that's really good i was talking about um i don't know why i have this uh this is the thing i do with my wife so i'll look at like costumes or makeup on television and i'll be critical <laughs> it doesn't mm-hmm. make it you can look at me i'm got long hair i got a big floppy sweater on but i'm like no that's not working and i said that one night i said that one night about uh, a lady who had her like her eyes out like way out here with makeup and i was like mm. talking to my wife she's like she didn't do it for you and i was like oh, oh. you're right she didn't got do it. it for me and it's the same thing you're talking about stacy you're not you know you're you you're not you for anybody else yeah you're not and living your it. life for other people yeah i love it i love and it if you man. are living your life for other people what a waste you know what i mean like you're never gonna make people happy right. never mm. never if you live in your life for the people you know that people want you to be this or that that's that's exhausting that takes too much energy you know it does it does does. your your control is outside of yourself and and you won't have sanity it's just impossible it's impossible impossible. i'm laughing because because that's like 35 years of my life i know Like that's you know saying like that's just I'm just coming to that realization in my 40s you know 30s and 40s so man isn't that crazy man. how that works it's like if uh-huh. I would have known this I mean I've always been and Chris I always feel like I talk about myself when I was younger but I always am not sure if that's how people perceived me but I feel like mm. I was a pretty I mean I could be pretty intense when I was younger I felt like I I don't know I could mm. be pretty spicy but like I'm really coming into that lesson into my I came into it into my 20s and late 20s and early 30s yeah well and and you bring up our, our upbringing I I really feel like being because we were boy scouts in an all-black troop going to all white spaces i mean we were outside so it's all white uh (laughs) people would be like y'all 
y'all swim? Y'all camp? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, nope, but we about to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just thinking of like, people would come in with their troop calls and be like, we're troop three. And we would have like full step routines and like beats were being dropped. And people were like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, oh, we were man. killing it. But, but just having that experience of being the only black, like the only whatever in that space was so interesting mm -hmm. um, because we stood out like a sore thumb. You had a lot of, I remember so many times we would have uh, recruits that we didn't know who they were, but next thing you know, they were like, oh, brothers, let me let me get over here with them. <laughs> and it's like, hey, man, you're white, so you stand out. We know you're not in our troop. No offense, but but if you want to join, like, cool. <laughs> but they would just follow us places. And then you had the other people who were like, are they okay? Are they lost? Like, why are they here? It was it was such an interesting mm -hmm. upbringing. But I, but I didn't get to see maybe Stacy where you weren't uh, like you were t you were with us, so you were never like Stacy out in the world. You were Stacy in Troop One Eighteen, where we it's all true. had each other's back, and so it was such a family dynamic, yeah. and we we had to lean on each other. I mean, that's all we the only black people out here, like us and our leaders. So you know what I mean? That was that's how I see you. That's how that's the Stacy I grew up with, right. and you you helped groom me in in, in many ways and so um it's interesting to hear your story of, of how you experienced mm -hmm. life because what i got to see was just someone that was more of a rock like i could what? lean on you yeah dude Me? i promise man <laughs> stacy man yes well it, it, and it was your 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 energy you were dynamic because I, I joined the troop late like a lot of people might have grown up i joined late mm -hmm. because i was coming from another troop and i was mad nervous to get in one mm -hmm. internal racism like i was like yo this troop are all black <laughs> like, like, i'm about to be held to a different standard maybe yeah, yeah. oh yeah i get the, it i get it yeah. you know what i mean so so yeah. i was real curious about how that was gonna be walking in and it was a church that i didn't go to and so you know churches have different vibes and all that and instantly i was like oh the stacy cat i i feel comfortable i can hang with him and i can learn from him. and so i've always felt that with you man so this is <laughs> man, this is great i, I appreciate that those were like in my like my teens and like early preteens i was just like i was just living life and having a good time i wasn't like i wasn't like oh no i'm gay yeah. i was just like vibing with friends you know what i mean yeah. i attributed yeah. I, I didn't date much in like high school at all and i just was like oh i'm focused on school mm -hmm. and then later i was like oh snaps girls girls are all right they're not all that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just like i just didn't even think much about it we had a good time oh, well, that was that was like a safe place huh yeah, yeah. well yeah. Stacey, what was world. what was chris like back then man Man, our, list, our listeners want to hear that. <laughs> the same. Chris was goofy as hell. Uh, yeah. Oh, family, family. <laughs> Chris was Chris was so goofy. He just like we. That, that's why we had a good time. Probably is because I just we did some dumb stuff and just had a good time. It was random to like. Remember, we would just try to like freestyle to like. Oh, we would yeah. be hitting up like like poses like we just did all sorts of stuff. Do you remember that? Do you remember? Yeah, that? I, do. I do. I still I still know the song that we would do and be like tableau 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 you <laughs> know <laughs> like i just chris i remember you I always remember you being super athletic you were super quick man i think you like dusted my dad in something and That's he was like he was it probably <laughs> he gave you a hard time but he loved it anyways but um chris was chris was super fun super goofy super nice to everyone really welcoming yeah yeah, yeah you never chris was never in the middle of drama <laughs> no and we had right it, it was, we definitely had it but 
But yeah. Oh, good times. <laughs> Stories. <laughs> well, so the the second half of our show is kind of talking about um, your labels and what people who can who want to be allies, what are some things that allies can do to help you in the spaces you navigate, essentially? You know what, man? I think that's like a, that's kind of a tough question. I think we like yeah. to simplify it and be like, you know, just like be an ally. What you got to do is you got to be on the forefront, but don't mm. step in front of people, but like support me, but don't <laughs> yeah. take the spotlight from me. But like here, I, I feel like it could be really confusing. And I think a lot of times um, there's some elements that we know, like try to be more understanding, get to know people around you that are different than you. You know what mm. I mean? I think that goes a long way, but ultimately like you got someone in your life and you want to know how to support them better, like talk to them about it. I think mm. f- for me and my friends, that's what I do with my friends. I'm always like, yo, like when I came out to my family, I was like, yo, your boy's gay. And, and my dad, he was like, what? <laughs> he, he thought it was a prank. He was like, I know you're recording this. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but then I told him, I was like, I'm gay. Also, this is what you can do to like help me in this situation. Mm. I didn't want to wait for them to look it up on the internet, yeah. go to like, you know, intensechristianparents.com and be like, this is, I have to, I have to lock him in a closet with, with uh, something weird. I'm not yeah. going to But uh, uh, I just like told him what, what I needed. And yeah. for me being gay, that meant just like support me in my life like you would anybody else. I don't want mm-hmm. it to be like a weird secret is the way my life is. Yeah. For my friends around here being black, I'm and like all my friends are like, well, most of them are white. I'm like, listen, when stuff goes down, I need you to understand why this is hard for me. So when yeah. George Floyd went down, I need you to understand why this is difficult. And I mean, I had a day on set where I, I also um, warmed the audience. I was like the MC for our yeah. sketch show. So okay. we put on these live sketch shows. We'd record it with like, you know, like TV equipment and we'd have an audience there. And the day Trayvon Martin, um, all that went down, I was that on was set and I was like, I had to go perform and I just like broke down. I was like, I don't cry yeah. much, but I was just, ah. And I think for my friends, it was their, it was the first time that they were like, oh, wait a second. They're like, this is more than just like news. This is more mm. than just like someone died. Mm. And um, mm. I mean, they've been great. It's taken taken years, which is what it, I mean, look at us. It, we've lived our whole lives like this and we're still learning, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's taken time, but seeking to understand people, I would say is probably one of the biggest things. Yeah, just like first step for sure. Yeah. And Absolutely. I, I, we, we, we really like how you, how you said that because a lot of our show has been recognizing both of those truths of like, just come and talk to me and you don't have to go to this big elaborate way to really be my friend or be an ally for me but at the same time i recognize that before this used to just be news to you and and Mm -hmm. so it is a process of understanding that it's not just news for everybody and i and it's both sides have to come to that understanding and it it takes Mm -hmm. time it's tough it's like super it's like there's like a couple things that are just like super unfair but they're just reality and i think what comes with being gay is like i dated this guy who's great he's he's super just like he he had been out for like years and decades and he was just like listen like you've had 30 years to grapple with your sexuality and come to terms with it and you're still wow. figuring it out he's like your parents have just found out yeah it's like you you know what i mean you've had all mm. this time to like un- try to figure things out and they are just figuring things out i remember when i was starting to learn i took a sociology class in utah and it like blew my mind about things that i didn't really even realize about um being black in this country and oppression and systemic oppression you know yeah and it's mm-hmm. like taking me it's like taking me time to learn and yeah. so yeah you know it's gonna, it's gonna take people some time and i think honestly 
if people are even making the, an effort to learn it like means the world to me that's awesome i'll take you where you're at if you're willing to learn i mean don't come in here with this like racist trying to challenge me stuff i'm like i don't need them i'm not trying to debate anybody you want to hear yeah. my experience is great if not then like you can find some form on reddit to get that get that out of your system <laughs> yeah uh, you but know, I, and i forget that it took me a long time to learn it right like understanding race it, t- it takes so much time and i'm still learning and i was sharing how i how i'm going about black history month this year is is different because i'm i'm forcing myself to look in spaces that i hadn't looked for for black people mm-hmm. before right and be like oh yo we were out here I, why did i think we weren't like it's just it, there's so much to learn and it, it does take a lot of time and so we've had 30 plus years and it's it's it still takes time yeah. so not, if you're an ally not that that's an excuse because i think it's like the greatest tragedy to have someone you love say i'm hurting and then you're like no you're not you know what i mean oh uh, yeah hey, this man. is tough for me no it's not it's like that's yeah. like the biggest slap in the face so if people are telling you they're having a hard time and your first reaction is but this is why you're not then like you know yeah well, change your and game you up said a bit. you mm-hmm. said something that i i i hear as dangerously close to you i is you said you're working on accepting life being gay right and mm. some people might assume that that means accepting that there are going to be um oh. infringements upon you and things like that and mm. so I, I i wanted to address that because acceptance is sometimes i hear that on the right like just accept it this is how the way is and this is how life is and so mm. right what what type of acceptance are you speaking of? when i talked about accepting myself that kind of thing yeah mm-hmm. man okay so i and i'm glad you brought that up because yeah that's totally different than than how I'm thinking of it. I think of um, I think of it as like a process of authenticity. Um, it's a process of essentially. So this is how I think of authenticity. It comes in two rounds. It's first off the process of getting to know yourself, which can take some time. Like truly finding out what your preferences are, who you are, what yeah. you like, what you don't like. Being really honest with like the pain you feel and the joys you experience. Right. That takes time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes some tr- serious digging. People go to therapy for that, and it's you know we're still working through it. Mm-hmm. So learning who you are, right, is the first step, and then the second step is um living that like living that way being that so you know if you like for example um the first step of learning yourself would be like you go into a restaurant and you like you're you know you want you're gonna order ice cream it's an ice cream parlor i don't know and Mm -hmm. you're like okay i know in my head i know i know i want chocolate ice cream right even though everyone's telling me to get a different type of ice cream that's Mm -hmm. the first part just like being Mm -hmm. honest with yourself i know i want the second part is just doing it i'm gonna get chocolate ice cream yeah Mm -hmm. and so in my own life that's like recognizing oh shoot i'm i'm gay and maybe that life doesn't look like what my parents thought or what this religion thinks. The second step is being that, is like reflecting that, living in a way that is honest with who I am on the inside. And I think they're, mm-hmm. I think they're both tough. And I think when you don't do that, when they're different, when you are a certain way, but you live in a different way, you experience an incongruity. You just feel yeah, out man. of whack. But once you get those in line, I think you could truly be authentic and upfront with yourself. Um, and I think you're just like, like once again, creative energy, man, I'm telling you. Once mm-hmm. I came out, so much creative energy that I went into hiding who I was or living for someone else all of a sudden could go into like my craft. I felt like, I feel like I could throw more into comedy. I could pull more from experience. I feel like I got like a boost in creativity. It's just like all this energy we put into this other stuff. Yeah. It can, it can like go into what you want it to be. If you are like really learn yourself, honor who you are and then like live that way. I think authenticity is a huge, huge part of accepting. Man, I mean, you spoke to something I think that Chris and I are are both, uh, I know I am, I won't speak for Chris, but I mean, just that love, like you're hitting me deep here, man. I'm sorry. uh, It's a podcast and we're supposed to be able to talk well, speak well, but I can't. 
I mean, it's just oh, uh, thanks, man. you're hitting something. I think that it's not only for me, but for our, our listeners as well. Is like um, finding out who you are and not there's a there's a balance at least in, in my in my mind. So the Christian ethic says serve other people, um, but there's also there's also the you can't serve anybody if you're not healthy. And if all of your all of your stuff is focused on trying to hide or be like polite and fit into this thing that you're obviously and I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me now. I'm obviously not a I'm obviously not this. Whatever you think this is, I'm not that person. Um, that's really there's like I, me coming to that realization later in life. Like there's a lot of mourning that happened. Did you did you experience any of that at all? Like mourning the I don't know the ideal that you're handed. Yeah, expectations or something. Yeah, like maybe expectations or oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, there's a there's a bunch of um I think it's kind of necessary. There's a bunch of like lost experience. Like I always thought my role in life, one of my big roles in life was to marry a woman, have a bunch of kids, and raise these mm-hmm. kids up right. And like my life, once I started accepting who I was and looking deeper, I was like, yeah. that's not how my life looks. Put mm-hmm. two men together, we can't make a baby. <laughs> I yeah. mean, there are options, but it's like it's like stuff like that. Like you, yeah. you mourn maybe expectations or mm-hmm. even just like relationships in some sense too. Yeah, sure, sure. Oh, but on that note, I do want to say with that letting go of certain things, mourning the loss of things, it opens it, it opens up space for new things to enter your life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Newer, richer experiences, I think, part of growth. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can come you can come to things with and you can come to service with a authenticity, right? Oh, like yeah. you can come you can you can if you come with your full self if, and that full self, like for me, that full self is I'm always gonna cut up. Like I don't sorry, in a business meeting or, or anything else like that. Like <laughs> I mean I've had bosses, I've had like like leadership being like, you gotta stop, you know? <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, no, y'all don't understand. This is, I don't know how y'all are dealing with life because you know, what we're doing here is crazy boring. And you know, uh, anyway, so I love the idea of you at a funeral and they're like, stop Richie. And you're like, this is who I am. You're making these jokes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and, and I, I, I think, yeah, I'm on that same journey and I think it's also confusing when it, when the loss of the expectation isn't a label necessarily. It's like, um, this, this false thing that I personally built up in my head of who mm-hmm. I was going to be essentially yep. and, and accepting where I am and who I am. And, and, and it's, it's been an interesting week for me because that's what I've been working through is acceptance. Yeah. And I always pictured myself, well, the first dream was the athlete. Cause I was, I was gifted athletically and things yeah. came very naturally and easily. And so you just start building these things of who you're going to be. And when that doesn't pan out, it's, 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 hard to not keep fighting that and um it's hard to to just accept you have all these other opportunities all these other great things that could come into your life but you're spending Mm -hmm. so much energy holding on to this falsehood this false expectation of what you thought you were supposed to be and i i have probably um i mean this podcast has gotten me so much closer to healing on that space Mm. because i have always felt that i'm supposed to be the greatest that will help my family have some kind of notice and known and i like it's like the lebron james you you get told that you're gonna have the world on your shoulders and and that you're gonna lift up all these people with you and um it sounds insane when i when i say it because it's so unrealistic but the reality of that being what i was judging myself by and holding myself to it's been so hard to just let that and just accept you're you're not alone in that and i think that's like i think it's hard to talk about just because it is like a very difficult thing to do it's one of those things it's like so much easier said than done Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) it's easy it's easy to say like I need to heal. But healing is like, 
it's like a process. You know what I mean? Yeah. So really, Stacey, on this podcast, we've been coming up with so many human undertones that mm. have been prescribed labels that really dissolve down to simply life as a human. Mm. And yeah. if it is, right, shedding this expectation of you're going to be this athlete or you're going to be straight or you're going to be the perfect Christian, it, it the process that we individually go through is so similar that it shouldn't even be considered different. And we're just seeing how human we are. And and I what I've loved about Imperfect Allies is we're realizing that we are all allies to each other and the labels aren't actually as important as we've made them out to be. Mm-hmm. And so it's just your story aligning with the other episodes that we've had, me and Richie's journey. It We would like to say, well, but he's a Mormon and he's gay. And since we don't have those labels, there's no way we can relate. But that's dumb because everything you said <laughs> connected so deeply to each one of us. And what I'm you, sure our listener. I love that. What if you guys find out later that you're also gay and Mormon? That might be why you relate. So I'm just kidding. That, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> you're right. I've been very well. <laughs> you're like, oh, snaps. All of a sudden, you're, you're wearing a placket <laughs> walking down the street yeah. in a white shirt. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. I, th- I think you're spot on, dude. I think you're spot on. I think human experiences um, transcend labels. And yeah. like, unfortunately, it just takes a lot for us to remember that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. labels are important, you know? And it's, it's like important in some ways to feel like you can have your tribe or you can have, you just have a way to let people know that maybe in some experiences you are going through a different, but it's like, they translate. Once I came yeah. out, I had people reaching out to me that one kid reached out and he was like, my mom died and your post about coming out meant a lot to me. And I was just like, yeah. I didn't I didn't get that. And one, I mean, but it was cool. One lady came mm-hmm. reached out to me and she was like, you know what? I'm in um, a community where I'm expected to have children, but I don't want children. Your post mm-hmm. meant a lot to me. And it was like, had nothing to do with their sexuality, right. but it like, it, you know what I mean? It like, yeah. um, it transcended the label and it was relevant to them and they found something Absolutely. there. Cool. Uh, and I think, I think the, the issue is, is allowing those experiences to be part of what humanity is, mm. right? Mm. I think 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I was taught that that's, you know, being trans is not part of human experience. Mm-hmm. Being gay is not part of human experience, right? Yeah. I, I think, I think you're spot on, dude. That's where the, yeah. that's, it, it, that's gotta, the like step. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we've got, when people are saying this is my experience, we have to believe them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just like, yep. that's kind of the basis. And then, then we can go in and say, oh, wow, you know, we're not, you know, while there are differences, like Chris and I have found a ton of like white and black differences for sure. Cultural. Uh, cultural differences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cultural differences. Uh, but, you know, every, I mean, it, it's just, it's flavor versus like a substance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's mm. <laughs> I mean, that's what it feels like anyway. It feels like. I love that. Um, yeah. So like, Chris, do you have something? Or I... So I was going to ask a question, a comedy related. If you're still in the same tone, go ahead. Okay, yeah. So just our one of our questions that we ask, and this is the, probably the hardest one that we ask, is is um, with the groups that you're a part of, are there things you're, you're – you look excited for this. So. I'm ready. I, I, dude, I love the tough stuff. I'm like, go in. Okay. Go in. Just mm, – So mm. are, right. there, are there things that you wish that those that are in your groups or part of those groups, you wish they would hear but they don't hear? You know what, man? I, I really lucked out with the people I work with. The reason we yeah. work we, – I've, I've been working with these guys since – college like the people mm-hmm. the sketch comedy group I got into in college these are these are the people I work with they're my roommates <laughs> amazing. they're some of my best friends like I yeah. live with some of the people wow. so they're like they're definitely like family and yeah. um, it we wouldn't have made it this far if they weren't willing to listen or weren't willing mm-hmm. to understand my experiences but um, they they listen really well and they they're just like really they're just like if if all people were like them the world would be such a better just a way better place you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's nice. like we would be so much 
better to each other. So I honestly don't have, as far as like hopes and expectations, dreams. I think we've come a what long about, way together. What about if, if if you took a label, pick you know Mormon, gay, black, um, comedian, right? Mm-hmm. You take a label. Are there things that are relatively commonly assumed in that group that you don't prescribe to, and that you might get flack for saying that because the group is like this is what it means to be black or mm. this is what it means to be Mormon and you're like mm, that doesn't fit me <laughs> that's not who I am I it's so it's just like these people are like my people they know my they know me better than anyone else like we I think when I first when I first joined the comedy group in uh 2008 10 2010 I was like I was like hey I'm excited to be here my only thing I don't do black jokes I saw someone like deflate in the corner <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I was like, I was like, I, I caught you, I caught you, and I, I'm very like, I'm. My motto is like, you know, as a minority, whether you want it or not, you're an ambassador for your group, and it kind of sucks mm. sometimes, but that just means, you know, take the step back when you need it. But like, I also speak up pretty readily. And we had mm-hmm. one situation where <laughs> we had one dude who wasn't necessarily in the group. He helped with like tech and stuff, and he was a new guy, and he was just trying to trying to fit in and stuff. And we were talking about stylistic shoots we can do to promote the next season, and someone mentioned this like new theme they were doing with colors where they're like you know we get that crushed black and mm, and the guy was like Haha, like stacy and everybody everybody in my group knew they were like oh he gonna get it <laughs> mm. <laughs> but i mean i was just like but this is like my style is like i was like i turned to him and i was like hey that's pretty offensive um and it's not funny and i and i know that you are feeling insecure and that you're maybe trying to figure out how to fit in that's not the way to do it mm. i'm not gonna i was well. like i'm not gonna hold it against you but i need to just communicate this to you and he was like of course mortified and humiliated and embarrassed mm. and i was like you know what i'm not trying to get any currency out of your pain i'm not trying to feel better from what you go through i just want to communicate it never did it again but that's kind of yeah. that's how i handle my stuff it's like something happens wow. and i'm like that, it's like listen good. i am the adult of all adults here and i'm going to be i'm not going to try to be condescending but what you did was foolish so i'll let you know you know what i mean <laughs> and it's yeah. like i'm not i'm not trying to rip you apart i'm just going to call it what it is i'm not going to make you feel better about it either that's wow. a choice you made you know we mm. let's grow together listen let's grow together i'm not going to hold your hand you made a mess i'm gonna stick your nose in it yeah we, we move on <laughs> let's not make any more that's like incredibly patronizing but that's no that's amazing that the, to be the model of how to appropriately handle something obviously you're a comedian so we we expound on what actually happened but mm. but what you said <laughs> how you how you handled it that is that is masterful and i think you know not all of the people listening not all of us are at that level where we can handle it that way but it's not easy yeah it's yeah. not and and yeah. but i loved also how you spoke to the reality that that person was in a place where they weren't in the in group mm-hmm. and they're trying to relate and they do something uh, that isn't the best way to do I, it and you, I, you spoke I to know that. what he was trying yeah and like and i think mad support to my friends in that comedy group if, if anyone would have validated him if they would have laughed mm. it could have just like undercut the whole experience he would have felt like he would have got what he wanted which was a sense you know so it's like they mm-hmm. i and i've and i've talked to them about that too where it's like listen if you see injustice if i if someone's being treated poorly you and your discomfort like a chuckle can be like validation for them right yeah let's not reward yeah. that you know well and then yeah. it, it gives the person the excuse to say see it's stacy who's overacting because they yeah. laugh and we see that all the time right. all the time and and, and and i correct me if i'm wrong but like i feel like a lot of white people i interact with are like people are non-confrontational and they don't they just want to they don't want to cause an issue that let's just like let's just mm-hmm. take the pathway of least resistance here mm-hmm. so if someone's getting hot and bothered it's like calm down even if you're justified yeah. um and now i guess that was something i had to like talk to my friends about was like listen like this complacent behavior i can't i can't have that that's yeah. not what change that's not where change comes from it doesn't come from us being like well let's just uh you know 
you're rioted on the Capitol. Let's just be friends. It's like, no, there are consequences <laughs> for our actions. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I didn't make the rules. They were there before you stormed and all this stuff. For real. <laughs> yeah, for real. And um, to go to the question I was thinking about earlier, it kind of ties in with entertainment, with your um, branding. Mm. How do you navigate saying something or not saying something with your art? And because I know a lot of times mm. nowadays you have right athletes speaking out or athletes not speaking out, you know, depending on how they feel about these things. And we're all comedians here. And and that's it's a space we all like we have to navigate that. So I'm curious how you handle that. Yo, that's a really good question. And I, I'm sure in the age of cancel culture and woke era <laughs> and it's just polarized communities. It's like a, it can be a tricky place to tread. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You look at is it Gina Carlson with a Mandalorian who just got let yeah. go because she yeah. was like tweeted some pro Trump stuff. And, you know, it's it's, it's just like this age now is it's like it's it's tricky. And we especially with the comedy we create with JK Studios or with Studio C is like we really try to focus on creating a place people can come to just like forget about the day, yeah. relax. So what we do is we avoid political talk. Uh, for the most part, we avoid um, hot topics because the last thing we want to do is like well, we want to create an environment where people come together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's like so much in the world we can discuss. We get enough politics out there. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and if we do make fun of a political party, we make sure we make fun of the other one. We want to make it we want to make it feel a little bit balanced. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. We want to make it be something people can enjoy. And some people might call us a cop out. We're not taking a stand. But the thing is, we know our brand and we know what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And they could they could throw all the fits they want. But at the end of the day, we're not we're not creating comedy that's going to make encourage you to vote a certain way or whatever. It's comedy that's going to help you relax and get away. I mean, and there were points that like with when it came to George Floyd, it was huge for us. We posted something on like YouTube about it just because we were like it, it was um it was really cool from the group. They were just like, listen, it's not it's not it's unfortunate that like death is polarizing or like, you know, yeah. black man dying is a hot topic that's debatable. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. we want to support the importance of human lives. And I was like. It meant a lot awesome. to me. That's yeah, awesome. it meant a whole lot to me. And so there, I mean, there are moments where it's like, you know, it's not like we're going to be like, we're not going to condemn pedophilia because everyone <laughs> has a side. It's like, no, listen, <laughs> there, there's like, we can, we can understand the difference between right. how you might economically feel or how you might feel about the economy and about like financial responsibility. And mm. we can navigate that, but we don't have to, not that we're cracking jokes about pedophilia. That's terrible. Right. But it's like, it's like, we don't have to, when it comes to human rights or when it comes to um, life and death, we're not going to be like, never. Everyone has a side, you know, right. but we still, even on that note, we know what we're trying to accomplish. And that is to create a safe place for people. Just like unwind, relax, forget about the day. You know, we, we try to create evergreen comedy every now and then we do stuff that's like topical. We try to do stuff you can watch at any point and you can enjoy it, you know, stuff like that. that. It's like, mm, we try. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, for sure. So we'll see. I don't know if that answered your question, but hundred percent, hundred percent. And it really ties to what we've talked about as for allyship is not like people are going to judge your allyship, allyship, people. People are going to judge when you speak mm -hmm. up and how you speak up. But if okay. you know your intentions, if you know that you are reaching out, communicating, talking to people, and you're seeing the change in your life, you're seeing new people in your life, and you're growing in that regard, then mm -hmm. don't worry about all the people that are just really just trying to make you measure up to what they think is a superior way to be. And we talked about that on many different podcast episodes. If your intentions are to grow and to learn and to listen, your allyship is phenomenal. It's going to be mm -hmm. imperfect. And that's what this podcast is about and stacy man we're so thankful to have you on you man, dropped so you many so nuggets much, get man, out of man. here guys stop man, this is great this is great man. this is oh, great man i talk too much is what i do it's that's perfect good, for this. That's, this, what that's what we need <laughs> <laughs> you will be back that's what you just said yeah mm. you got more to say perfect um yeah. but yeah. So don't forget about my, me when this explodes i'll be like mm -hmm. 
my last question, my last question for you is, uh, are we trying out for SNL? Mm. Bro, I'm gonna be for real, man. I think we were talking about our passions earlier. One thing I love, yeah. I'm not like, I'm not like driven to be like the best performer to be like rich and famous and stuff. Mm -hmm. I love working with my friends. That's like, there one, you go. that's like one of my biggest motivators. And like, honestly, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like being like straight up is like, yep. I want to make money so I can do what I want. I mean, it does, so does everyone, right? Sure. I'm not, I'm not in for the fame. It's not, it's not like being recognized is not all that. It's it's you lose privacy, yeah. but um and also SNL just sounds like a really horrible work environment to be honest. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's like they like oh, put man. them through it. I bet yeah, for like, sure they put them through it. For sure. Yeah, I wanted but, to be so on SNL. No. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I wanted why, to be why on you SNL the and, for it next week. <laughs> until hey man, I'm not gonna hold it against you. Uh, <laughs> but until I found out what the job entailed, I was like, I'll host one, but I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, it's it seems um. <laughs> James Franco my... did a yeah he did like a little mini doc on it and his time uh -huh. in it and it was really eye opening yeah. and I think it's good for people to see too that they're not like they're not just like sitting and being like we're goofing off mm -mm. not that I want to do that but it's like yeah. it's 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 like it can be a cutthroat environment and it can be really intense yeah. it's it's not all you know just butterflies and rainbows right <laughs> and that's yeah. and, I, and I want butterflies and rainbows that's what I want sounds like yeah. that's what you have yeah <laughs> I have a pretty good gig you know like we want to grow still and we want to keep moving forward but I, I like where I am and I like where I'm going. That's beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you, Stacy. Um, we always end our shows with a piece, right? So thank y'all. Yeah. Is there anything we need to plug for you? Yeah, uh, no. If you want to see what I'm working on, you can just find me on Stacy Harkey on Instagram. That should be, you can look up JK Studios on YouTube or Studio C on YouTube and you'll just see like what I'm up to and what we're doing. Thank you for listening to The Imperfect Allies. This is Chris. I just wanted to let you know that we will be recording our shows live each Friday for our Patreon subscribers. Join in and ask the guests your imperfect questions. Become part of the show. As always, reach out to us on all social media platforms at Allies Imperfect. All right, back to the show. So we just Man. we just wrapped up. You just got finished listening to Stacey Harkey. And uh, you can catch the full interview because we talked a little longer than we expected on Patreon. But man, what an amazing, amazing conversation. Uh, Richie, how you feeling? I'm feeling like that guy knows himself. <laughs> the authenticity. In a way, in a way that I it, it spurs me to action. There's a little bit of jealousy. Uh, <laughs> but man, what a what a wonderful human being. Chris, thank you for getting him on the show, man. Thank you for introducing him to me and his his comedy and man what were your thoughts I mean, what were you thinking now i mean it's your buddy so yeah i mean it's it just, a little different it, it reminds you about how miserable it is to get older <laughs> because my childhood <laughs> was spent just playing around with that guy and laughing and mm -hmm, as we mm -hmm. are adults now we have different circles different spaces so i haven't seen him in yeah. so long so um but it was it was just mm -hmm. it was phenomenal because the nuggets that were being dropped and again we keep getting to this point where the labels don't mean anything right it just it comes mm. back to us being people being humans and you know you can call that individualism you can call that collectivism you can call that a bunch of different ways on how we connect but at the end of the day we're all such of the same people we're the, we're the same in so many ways like i don't know what your blood type is richie but i guarantee your mm -hmm. blood moves through your body the same way my blood moves through my body and that's yeah, what i keep yeah. finding out yeah i mean i think i th I, I think um we're finding out that everybody's human <laughs> Which is, which is, you know, that kind of came up in the conversation a little bit. And 
And I think that specifically white culture has had a pretty bad history of dehumanizing. And that being a real term is that, you know, so-and-so is not, you know, black people aren't real humans, gay people aren't real humans. And that's moved, that kind of racism has moved all across American culture. It's not just in white culture, but um, just the idea that like, that all of these different experiences fall under the umbrella of, or the spectrum or whatever you want to call it, of, of being human, of, of living, living this existence in these bodies and, and and uh, it's 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 eye opening, and I'm and I'm frightened that it will sound dismissive. Interesting. That's honestly like I don't want I don't want to be dismissive of someone who says that my label is very important oh, to yeah. me. Um, you know, and and I know you I know you don't want to be dismissive either. I mean, but I just like at the same time like maybe it's mm. maybe it's not that they're not important but maybe it's that like they like he said they translate yeah it translates in some way you know what i mean because while our our skin color experience has been completely different um as far as that goes you and i have found so much commonality in the hours and hours we spent talking to each yeah. other of like you know i felt this way then and i felt this way then and it was the exact same like feelings and thoughts and all this stuff different stimuli maybe or different um systems in place but that is really uniting to me you know yeah. um yeah. and and personally you know for my for for the listeners i've been struggling with the badge wearing aspect of my life um because mm. I don't know if I'm repping the badge that I chose. I think I've been repping the badge that someone yeah. else gave me. And so sometimes you you feel obligated to mm. lift up this this label and this badge and just wear it so proudly because of the way people have talked to you about it and treated you regarding it. And it's kind of like how Stacy just said, like once he accepted him, he got so much more real yeah. estate to be him and it improved in so many mm -hmm. different ways. And I'm on that same exact journey regardless of what badge he was wearing and what badge I'm wearing mm -hmm. when you put down the badge and you just be yourself oh my yeah. gosh I'm I, I'm just I'm feeling it. it it is it transcends those labels and and so yeah that's it you know that's it. I don't want to I don't want to judge someone based on where they are in their journey with themselves that's not what I'm here to do more of just saying mm -hmm. there is a path there is a direction there is a a model of how to just accept yourself without your badge and it's yeah. it can be very scary yeah. it's it's a self dive but i think what richie you said it is you you see it dripping off or you hear it dripping off of stacy he is himself and you want some of yeah. that you 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 see mm -hmm. and you're like i need that i need what he has mm -hmm. and and that isn't to say drop your badge it's worth not what we're saying it's just right. when you put it down the worth that you have on your own is overcomes mm -hmm. the worth of the bad. That's that's mm. that's what it is. It's not worthless. It's just worth less than you are. And <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> people people communicate that so many different ways. And so on this podcast, we're trying to be clear because it's hard to communicate nowadays. But but that's mm -hmm. I think what people have experienced and and have been wanting other people to realize. And I'm getting there. I, this podcast has helped me get there. I hope it's helped you, Rich. It's it's amazing. Mm -hmm. What were some of the what we we've kind of talked about him modeling and and showing how to have those tough conversations where conflict arises like i need to gain that that's something i need to step up in i'm i'm curious what else did you walk away with that just grabbed you uh that his um he 
When I asked the question, what can allies do for you? He responded, I have great allies, essentially. <laughs> and he didn't he didn't put himself in the city, state, national uh, category. Mm. His, his circle of influence in his life, that's who he's like, no, my allies are good because, because we've done the work to do yeah. that. And that was so, I think, you know, and I know that he talked a little bit about, you know, as a, as a black man in, in a white space, having to sometimes be an ambassador. Um, and, and I, and I, and I hear that, um, I, I, I do, I do think there's some power in focusing on the allies around you mm. instead of like trying to get this message to, I don't know. I, it just, it just feels like there is a time for, there is a time to speak and, you know, you know speak up nationally, I think, but, but that, that was his first go-to because my head goes to like the national, whatever, like what everybody would think yeah. about this, that, or the other thing. If they were to ask me that, if you were to ask me that question. And so I just thought that was really poignant. I, I like that. Uh, and the way you analyze this situation is allowing me to see Stacey in a, in a fuller picture and to, to be able to respond to a question and say oh my allies are killing it like they're here they're like <laughs> they they got it there's nothing yeah. i need to tell them and to mm. change your locus of control to instead of making mm. allies the world and all white people and racism is a white issue it's like no mm. this is an issue for my group to work and once we got it that's I'm that's good. yeah that's the work it feels like the mm -hmm. work of of when we talk about allyship like that's what it looks like on a local level is is that this circuit this guy's surrounded by people that love him and care for him um and and are allies to him and and i mean you know i, I you know it's it's weird to, it's weird to me being older than everybody on the podcast mm -hmm. and still like damn you know like you're just y'all are i mean so many people in here have taught me like just i don't know ways in which i want to think ways in which i i didn't know were possible to 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 kind of think and and feel I don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of blown away. I'm again. I was in the in podcast. I was the same way. I was like a little bit speechless, and I'm I'm, I'm sort of that way now. I uh, just had a lot to learn from him, and I, I'm really really appreciative. Yeah. Some people, uh, you could see Stacy. Like he's he's like I'm I completely accept everything that I, I know to be true now. Like, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like I'm, I'm gay, I'm Christian. I'm, I'm an ambassador uh, for black people just because of my, the, where I'm at. Um, and there's a difference between that completely accepting that. And, um, I think there's a difference between knowing what you, who you are, what you're going to do and what you're doing. Like I'm, I'm locked in. I, I have, I have no doubts that Stacy is confident in everything that he does um, because he's accepted every role or accepted every, every part of that in, in, in a way that um, is healthy for him. Right. And I don't, I just don't know that I think it's okay also not to be there, mm. but that, but that struggling through it, that's, that's growth. Cause if you, if you just, if you just say, this is how it is, this is how I am and never change and never grow and never confront those things because I, I, I bet you in five years if we talk to Stacy he might be like uh, you know I, I thought I was an ambassador and I was for the, this people but I'm not you know whatever mm -hmm. he you know because because as things grow as right. things as things move I, I think that's that's part of growth is that you um, you move until you get to someplace really comfortable and that's that's the the word I or the, that's the sense or spirit or whatever you want to call it that I felt mm. is Stacy was comfortable with himself yeah. and I I don't have that yeah. and you know and and you're talking about you you don't have and so it's like we're not there yet i think it's okay it's okay to be uncomfortable and it's okay to actualize and and what we're what we don't want is just to be like i got it i'm good i don't need anybody else to tell me whatever else i, I don't know man it's it's tough because it's i don't know if it's prescriptive i don't know if it's prescriptive for everybody but i feel like that's for me i mean 
it's it's weird it's like uh there's this there's this like zen cohen it's like at first um at first the mountain was a mountain and then the mountain wasn't a mountain and then the mountain was a mountain and it's the idea of like you got people that are stuck stuck in their their ways and won't change and don't listen to anybody so there's they're actualized in a way or are they they have some sort of self actualization but they don't move and they don't grow and then um there's other people that do grow and that it's not a mountain it's just it's a valley it's all valleys mm -hmm. <laughs> uh but then there's this other place of where you come to um where you where you you do accept the things you accept yourself for who you are uh whatever that looks like for you and you you are now what would look like the first but it's it's a whole different thing mm -hmm. it's that it's that um you know somebody that's dug in and somebody that really knows themselves and understands themselves and is confident can sometimes look really similar yeah because because this this over here uh this first mountain is a uh it's it's false it's a it's an image yeah. it's a you know an illusion mm, i feel that and I and and i i they see such a good model of that second mountain and i think mm -hmm. yeah what seeing that that real authentic self and being at the false mountain and then going mm -hmm. oh man i think i gotta go to the valley mm -hmm. and i think that's where i'm at and and that's okay but I, but mm -hmm. me personally i needed i needed to know i was going through the like you just helped me realize i'm not a bad ally i'm going through the valley of being mm -hmm. an imperfect ally like it's just the process yeah just yeah it is it is and and i mean that's what i mean even sadia like the when we were talking with them like i mean the ability to know to know some of the things that they knew about themselves i was just like i was blown away mm -hmm. and it's this this i don't know i don't know what it is i don't know if it's masking that i've i just had this always had this thing that i've got a mask or i don't, I don't know man i don't know hmm. man well I, I think Stacy's episode has left <laughs> us thinking and, and growing and mm -hmm. curious. And I hope it's done the same for you, listeners. I hope that this encourages you to have more conversations with your own ally circle that you're creating as we take that little nugget from Stacy and implement that in our lives. And we hope that you're growing that same allyship with us. And we want to continue the conversation mm -hmm. at Allies Imperfect on all social media platforms. If you want to come really Real close and personal and hear these talks in full join us at patreon we would love to keep talking with you and we're just trying to grow the show and improve it in many different ways so we can keep giving you great deep learning and allyship tips because it's not perfect right it's imperfect and we're just trying to do it together absolutely absolutely thanks chris thanks richie peace All right, peace